Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I do actually have some genuinely exciting news. Well, it is exciting for us, and hopefully you'll feel the same. The Spooning team, including myself, are going on the road this summer. We're partnering with Pub in the Park, the UK's premium food festival, where we will be doing this show live. Yes, it's your chance, our listeners, to come and see us make complete fools of ourselves in front of a live audience. We will be, of course, interviewing your favourite chefs and some of the fantastic musical acts that are performing at this year's events. It kicks off on the 16th of May in Marlow and then goes on to Chiswick, Rygate and St Albans. You can get your tickets at tickets.pubintheparkuk.com. Your ticket will gain you entry and you will see a huge array of music artists including McFly, Paloma Faith, Gabrielle, Busted and many, many more. Come have some fun with us. Hello and welcome to Spooning with me, Mark Wogan. Each week, my special guests will join me and we will feed them something they say they love and something they think they hate. Food is produced here at the Mount Street Restaurant in Mayfair by executive chef Jamie Shears. Now, this week's guest is the voice, the talent, and now author, Alfie Bowe. Welcome, Alfie. How are you doing, Mark? I'm very good. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Now, you've written a book, <coughs> Face the Music. Now, it's really moving in parts. Thank you, thank you. I mean, you've really been very authentic mm. and honest about who you are and what yeah. your life has been like, because you're Alfie Bow, <laughs> you know, the man who appears to have nailed it in yeah. life. You know, yeah. you're living in Salt Lake City, you're playing all over the world. There's a couple of major name drops in there as well, Alfie. I mean, yeah. I mean, people who can count the Queen and Colin Powell as mates yeah. has definitely gone somewhere in life, wouldn't you say? I'm, I'm very fortunate that to have, to have had the opportunity to meet those people, you know, the Queen especially. What a lovely lady. Incredible. And uh, Colin was a great friend. It was like when, you've, when I first met him, it was like we'd known each other for years. It's just as simple as that. You were invited to sing at the memorial concerts yeah. every year, which celebrates the veterans in that's, America. That's right. It's the equivalent of the Festival of Remembrance that we have here in the UK. It's a wonderful event. 
It's the Memorial Day concert, and it's outside the Capitol in in Washington D.C. And they get some amazing artists, some like Hollywood actors, you know, legends of music. And the last time I was there, I was with the well, I was doing a tribute to Colin, but the time before that, I was with the Beach Boys, guys that I listened to on my headphones cycling up and down Fleetwood Beach in Lancashire as a kid. So you know? a boy from Fleetwood, which. Yeah. For those yeah. who don't know, is a is a fishing port. That's right. Yeah, family of nine. Yep, your parents are very busy. People. They were <laughs> no television. <laughs> and a would it be fair to say a strict Catholic Irish Catholic mother? Absolutely. I've got yeah. one of those. <laughs> yeah, very strong, very strict Irish Catholic mother. I mean, it was it was it was a good childhood though. You know, I, I loved it. I mean, being the youngest of nine is very different than being the youngest of a smaller family. You know, I was in the middle. You were in the middle. Mm. So when, when the ninth com- comes along, you know, you're sort of left to your own devices, you know, you're, you're brought up by your, your older siblings, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, my dad, were, my parents are very hands-on as well, but, you know, it was sort of like open the back door, go in the garden, come in when your dinner's ready, you know, that sort of well, thing. We were talking about this, you know, when I was 9, 10, 11, yeah. I'd get on my bike. Yeah. I'd disappear for the whole day, and as long as I was back before sundown, that there was, was no it. problem. That was and it. There was no mobile phones, and nobody worried. No, that was it. And now it's like you know, if my son, who's now sixteen, doesn't call within the hour, we're all going, "Where is he?" You think? You know? yeah, and we're following him on Life three hundred and sixty on his <laughs> phone, going, "Where is he?" Oh, he's arrived where he sp- said he's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, it does all feel a bit nuts. That I, I just wonder whether you know the the way the world has gone socially and the apps that you can get, and whether it's taken away an element of independence and an element of self-awareness and, you know, of, of, a, bit of grit. a bit of grit. Yeah, exactly. We'll get a bit, up bit a of bit. grit in our teeth exactly. every so often. Now, your mother. Yes. Good cook, bad cook. <sighs> she was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, this, this question, particularly men, are terrified of answering. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see my mum stood there like that. <laughs> what are you going to say? You know, she's 90, 92 this year. Wow. She was a good cook. The beef that I had to eat in stews and things had been cooked for, like, days. It was stringy and a little bit tough and dry. Well, and Probably, I mean, coming from a cook's point of view, maybe not actually long enough. No, maybe not. I mean, exactly. <laughs> and there was a story about she served you off fish. Oh, my goodness. We had this... Um, so that sounds funny, but do you know? Do you remember? You know, like the ray knobs. Do you know you can get ray knobs? Yeah, with the, yeah. It's a part. Of it's the part of the fish. It's yeah. not. <laughs> not actually not the, the actual, the actual knob. knob. No. <laughs> She'd baked these or fried them or something, but they'd gone off, so they tasted of ammonia. So for me, I thought because I'd never had them before, ammonia has a sort of. How can I describe it? Like a really strong, nasty, minty taste to it or something well, it's like, like that. sniffing bleach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, oh, my goodness, it was disgusting. And I thought that they were supposed to taste like that, and I didn't want to complain <laughs> until I'd eaten at least two of them. <laughs> uh, Mum, I can't eat any more of this. And she smelt them and she, no, I don't think you can. Oh, she God. took them So she away. wasn't eating them she herself? Was, no. Oh, nice. <laughs> no. So you grew up family of nine, which is an enormous family. You ended up with a voice, but did you find it hard to find your voice in the family? Being, I, I mean, you, I got from the book that you quite enjoyed a bit of solitude, or, or yeah. you definitely removed yourself from a bit of the noise involved in a family that size. I did. I did in a way. I did spend a lot of time in the garden, a lot of time creating and building adventures and that sort of thing. And I did find my own entertainment. But when I 
sort of had the opportunity to tell my stories or show my creations or, or whatever it was, I really did used to wait until everybody was paying attention to be able to, and I think that's just naturally the performer element within me since I was a kid, but I used to have to make sure that everybody's attention was 100% before I did my silly dance or came out with a silly song or whatever. I suppose I found my voice as a singer just by the listening to my dad. You know, he used to sing around the house all the time. And he had a good voice? He had a really good voice, yeah, yeah. He could sing anything in a way. It was sort of like he could impersonate his classic opera singers and then he could sing a Jim Reeves or a Slim Whitman song or a Lonnie Donegan track or something like that. It was... The story I love about your dad is the fact that, you know, he, in the book, really good with his hands. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if he fixed something, it was never going to break. Exactly. And then there's the story about at his funeral. Oh, my with... goodness. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we shouldn't laugh, but it, no, I mean, it is a great funny. story. It's funny because I wrote it in the song. You know, I, I said in the song I've, I've written about my dad, it's literally called Father. One of the lines is, uh, you, you taught my heart to never break like the handle you left on the day of your wake. And that's literally what it was. We were lowering my dad into the into the ground, the undertaker's lowering him into the ground. The straps that went through the handle literally snapped off the handle and it came flying out and landed at the, on my, at the feet of my, me and my mother. With Everybody was like, oh, what do we say, what do we do? And it was like, the only thing you could say is, if my dad put that on, that wouldn't have come off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you obviously had a great relationship with your parents and, and your extended family. And you, you, I mean, people are pretty familiar with the story of how you... Yeah. came to prominence yeah. and you know as we touched on at the beginning this extraordinary career that you have and how it developed from you know doing Broadway and then all the way through to the stuff that you now do with yeah. Michael and the arena tours and everything and you seem to have the world in the palm of your hand thank you well and then all of a sudden mm. All falls apart. It was a difficult time and it's amazing what life throws at you mm. because you do get to a point where you're working so hard and, and you are th striving to be the biggest and the most successful thing on earth and then life throws a curveball at you where you think you've got a lot more to learn mm. and I did. I had a hell of a lot more to learn and that's I think what happened for me is when, when I went through that dark time when I my marriage broke down and I, I was out of the family home and drinking a lot and putting rehab and all that sort of business. And it wasn't a posh rehab, by the way. It was a gritty one. It was a one that I needed. It was a real lesson and that I quickly learned on how to carry on with my life, how to get, get through the mistakes I'd made. Throwing pills down my throat was one of the biggest things I, you know, hate to use the word regret. Mm because I haven't got time to regret the mistakes I've learned from and to be there as a stronger person, not just for yourself, for your kids, for friends that might be going through similar issues. And in my career, I suppose, I'm fortunate enough to have a platform to be able to help a wider range of people. And I think that's the important thing. I mean, <coughs> I myself have struggled with alcohol and drugs in the past. I yeah. mean, I'm lucky enough that... I found a path for me that works, yeah. which for me personally is AA, yeah. and I do that to this day. And I'm, you know, 30 years later and a lot older, right. I've learned a bit about myself. But I think it is that thing of 
I still am a work in progress. Do you feel like that as well? I think if you think you're fixed and you're all better now, mm. that's the danger. Don't worry, I've got this. I've got ah! this, exactly. <laughs> it's quite recently that this has happened yeah. for you. So yeah. it's in, only in the last couple of years as, as, well, as your life took a major left, sharp left turn yeah. and you've had to kind of find a way of putting it back onto a track that feels comfortable for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. What is day-to-day -day like for you now? Because you end the book with the chapter now. Now. Right, yeah. and that's the title of the chapter, which I really like because it is about living in the now. Yeah. What is now like? Now for me is this minute, mm. this moment in time, mm. sat at this table with you, Mark, talking through life and sat with a mate who, you know, so you've got to really embrace the now. There's no point thinking, right, I've got to go and uh, do this later on this afternoon. I'm meeting up with such and such tonight. Tomorrow I've got another interview. I've got to go and try do that. Forget it. Mm. Forget all that. It might not happen. You know, it's about waking up and living that minute, living that second and making the most of it. And is this stuff you've learned through through the trials that you've been through or, or, or was it something you always knew? I think it's something I've had in my mind that I've, that I've thought, you know, my mother used to say it all the time, you know, you can't worry about yesterday because it's over with. You can't worry about tomorrow because it might never happen. Just think about today. Everybody talks about living in the moment and certainly, yeah. you know, part of the AA programme is it, it's, mm. it's, it's a day at a time. Mm. And I'm sure having been through a rehab, you've experienced 12 steps and how yeah. those work. Do you yeah. use those at all? They're amazing steps to, to, to keep in your pocket, you know, and use. I, I, I do. It's a great programme to throw yourself in and invest in. It's easy to say, well, I'm just going to live for now. I'm just going to live for this moment because life does throw the pressures on. Well, I've got to get this prepared and I've got to get that prepared. And the, But preparing for something in the future is living in the now. It might not come to fruition or whatever, but at least you've done that preparation, which has taught you something. What they talk a lot about in AA is relinquishing control yeah. Or, yeah. or surrendering. Yeah. When you're the one up on stage... Yeah. It's ultimately all about you. Mm. Do you find it very difficult to let go of that control? Or is, is it when you're performing is when you feel you're most free? When I'm on stage, I, I like to be top of my game. I like to be on my game and make sure that vocally I'm putting across a good performance. Emotionally, I'm putting across a good performance. But there's one thing about myself as a performer is I've never tried to be anyone other than myself. You know, I've always tried to show the audience the real me. Mm. I mean, it's obviously you've been through a period of change. Yeah. Do you find the performance is changing for you as you're going through that change? As I'm discovering who I am now, mm. yeah. Mm. As, you know, and, I, and that's, that's just life. I think we all go through changes in life where we have to reevaluate who we are mm. and where our goals are and what we're trying to achieve in life. And it is an ongoing process. You are constantly learning new things about yourself acceptance is a good thing the thing i struggle with is as you kind of go well i'm just going to see what happens mm. where's the balance between i'm just going to see what happens and retaining your own agency in your own life yeah that's the thing that i always battle with that is a tricky tricky thing i mean um preparation for things is important and having a view of the future and, and all that but 
I suppose I see it as more visualisation. I play out a story sometimes in my head on where I could go and where things could go and then hand it over and let it go and see if it happens. As a somebody who wants to be liked, I'm constantly paranoid on what people think of me. Did I say that all right? Did I do this okay? What are they saying when they walk out of the room after a conversation and all that sort of business? And it's like, and then I have this internal alarm that starts to flash and beep at me and it says, stop, 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 stop. What people think of you is none of your business. And then it, it, automatically I just feel, I've done my best and I let it all go. As they say, you can only keep your side of the street clear. Exactly. <laughs> Being a man who has perhaps oversought pleasure as an escape yes. from, from, from how we're feeling in the past, your guilty pleasure was chocolate. It certainly is. Now, I have a small challenge for you here. Okay. Under this one here is, oh which way goodness. do you go with it? Are you ghetto chocolate mm. or are you posh chocolate? No, I'm definitely ghetto chocolate. <laughs> definitely. That's without, what I like to hear. I'm all, about, I'm, I'm all about dairy milk. <laughs> yes. My, my family think it's hilarious <laughs> right. at Christmas because I have no off switch. Right. You know, having the odd, mild addiction issue, yeah. you know, I eat like a Labrador, right? They will give me one of the, you know, those dairy milk kilo yeah. bars yeah, yeah, yeah. and just hand it over and sit there and watch me eat. I can eat the whole thing. <laughs> It pretty much in one sitting. I will feel <laughs> terrible afterwards, but yeah. I have no off switch around that. So that is a proper box of chocolate. So even if you yeah. don't want it, you can give that to somebody else. That's very that's kind a, of That's very you. nice. Thank you. Thank you. Now, there's um, the argument that that's not chocolate. People mm. say white chocolate is not what Because we've got, what have we got? Kit Kat, got Dairy Rolo. Milk, Rolo. I'm, I'm going straight for the Rolos. Oh, you're a Rolo. I'm man. a Rolo fan. Would you give your last Rolo to somebody else. Who would you give your last Rolo to? I'd go to? arms with it. I mean, <laughs> but who would it be? Well, it would have to be my girlfriend. Obviously. <laughs> but as soon as you're here, Mark. Well, you know? all right. well, we'll link hands later and, right. and share a Rolo. Won't Again, be Michael Ball for a start. No, well, I mean, he's already had a whole packet. <laughs> I love Michael. I think he's, he's fantastic. I love the way that came together as well, because it was yeah. a completely sort of organic thing. It and it's turned into this sort of, Monster. I mean, you guys are selling out arenas. Yeah. You're, what, you're on album number. Th oh my goodness, uh, five or five something, five or six, yeah, something five like or that. Six. Yeah. Can't People can't get enough of you two together. Well, I mean, I think we have to think up another title that's got the word "together" in it. You know, that's the challenge. That's what keeps us going. Bonded. Bonded. Yeah. <laughs> Ball and Bow share Bonded their together. last Rolo. <laughs> Together. <laughs> together. Keep putting together. On that theme, obviously, there's cake. Yes. And there's you know, chocolate, and, and do you find now that sugar is a comfort to you? It is, and then my head kicks in and say, you've got to be careful how much you're taking, because I am getting older and I'm wanting to be fit at 50. There yeah. you go. Well, <laughs> so, well, we are both men of a certain age. There you, you go. It's, it's two middle-aged men here sitting here talking about <laughs> their, chocolate? their chocolate addictions. <laughs> but I've got a little bit more chocolate for you here, oh, which my is, word. so there's, there's some lovely cake. I mean, yes. you can eat any of these. The whole right. point of the show, is to eat? Alfie, okay. is, to, is to eat. Okay. So if you were going, Poshke, or, oh, no, I've got this here for you as well. So I love this podcast. This is great, man. So here, oh. what I've got is Jamie at the Mount Street Restaurant's chocolate mousse right. as well. So okay. you see, it's a difficult one because mm. I love a chocolate mousse. Mm. But, you know, just a 
dirty fat chocolate chip cookie, which we've got here as well, would would equally satisfy. Well, we separated a birthmark, I think, because that's exactly what I'd go for. <laughs> or, or, or the really heavy chocolate cake. There's so much chocolate crammed mm. into that cake, it's almost illegal. Yeah, I think thing about a cake like that is that it's beautiful, but like the chocolate, the bitterness sometimes gets me, and then the powder stuff that they put on top. Yeah, in other words, it's the like posh bit. The posh bit, yeah. 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 So then you find yourself back at the back dairy at the roll. mill, or you're back <laughs> at the Rolo, <laughs> the or, or anything like that. But I mean, feel feel free Thank to try you. any of those. I will. I will try the mousse. I the mousse does looks, look good, doesn't, doesn't it? Look, good. Well, look at that. That's oh, light as a feather. It's, it's basically it's, it's not. Crazy. It's not really bad for you, is it? Here, I'm going to try some. Of There's nothing well. bad about that at all. Look at that. Oh my god. That's like, oh man, that's so light, isn't it? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. No. It's that time, Alfie. Okay, all right. For the blindfold. Okay. Oh, dear. Pop that on. Oh, and it is the first of your spoons. Okay. Oh, this is dangerous. Oh, no, this is good. This is good. I'm going to pop this in your mouth, if you'll excuse the terminology, <laughs> and you are going to tell me what you're experiencing and what you're tasting. Open wide. Okay. There we go. Oh. What are the flavours? That's like a curry or something, isn't it? An Indian... Is, it Indian? Mm. is that what right? Are the, what are the textures? Oh, my goodness. I mean, that was... A, very tender, was it meat? It was a tender meat of lamb. Take the blindfold off. So that was monkfish curry. It wasn't. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. The texture of that fish was like tender, tender meat. Yeah. It was like... But you talked You talked about, because we tried to combine the two there, so you mm. talked about the sort of scary thing with fish with your mum. Yeah, But yeah, then yeah. you love chilli, Indian spices. That's a kind of go-to flavour Absolutely, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love to cook a lot of that stuff at home as well, you know, a lot of curries and... I follow follow a lot of the um, recipes some online where you do the roast the spices yourself, yeah. you know, and yeah. you don't get the jars and all that. But you are a keen cook. I love to cook. I mean, your signature, you say, which might be true for a lot of men, is Sunday lunch. Yeah, yeah. My Yorkshires are good. Well, I think so. Well, 
<laughs> you like that. that? You could easily eat the next spoon. I'm going downstairs and I'm going to go. Oh, I could well, do you can have that. that. That's for you there. You can have that <laughs> one. Mm. Brilliant. Right, very let's get tasty. that out of the way. Mm. And then we're going to get on. He's very keen. Blindfold's back on. No, no convincing. I'm ready. Here we've got the next one. So here we've got your next spoon, sir. Okay. Open wide. And it's all about just immediately what hits your palate, what hits your taste receptors. What are you experiencing texture-wise, flavour-wise? That tastes like, well, texture-wise, it feels like a like a gnocchi or something. Yeah, right? you've nailed it. Take mm. that off. Mm. Mm. What I loved, one of your food stories was going and cooking with the great Mama Gaffa yeah, and learning about Italian food. Yeah. But what I didn't understand was you said your ingredients that you kind of didn't like were thyme, thyme. and bay leaf and sage, sage, which we've got. Now, did the sage upset you in that? No, not at all. No, that tasted incredible. I think it was because it was... Maybe when I was growing up, time and, 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 and all that, and all those sort of, I hate to say it, boring herbs. They're know? not boring. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're some of the greatest herbs known to... I know, I know they're, the, they're the foundation of herbs and stuff, but, I mean, it's, it's the way that they were probably used when I was a kid. We're slowly getting around to the fact that you're saying your mum wasn't a good, good cook. <laughs> Can we delete that bit? Sorry. <laughs> she was a great cook. She was a lovely yeah, cook. Lovely and cook. she knew how Just to do with sage like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about that experience, because that sounds fantastic, because that's one of those places. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that, because you can go there. You can. I mean, you can book Mama Agatha. She's a wonderful Italian lady. She, If she deeps, deep fries anything in a pan of oil she'll use her hands to take it out you know that's how you know as, proper, asbestos hands. absolutely and she runs this cooking school called the hidden treasure and it's in Ravello and you think you, you, you're gonna get hands-on with cooking proper Italian food you turn up at nine o'clock in the morning and they're there and they've got coffee and lemon drizzle cake and pastries and you, you start with that then you go into her kitchen you're given an apron with hidden treasure, Mama Agatha. And you go into the kitchen and she cooks lemon chicken, egg parmesan. You don't actually cook anything. You just stand in the kitchen and watch her and then eat it all afterwards. It's not <laughs> really a cookery it's school. It's not really a cookery it? school. They sell it as a cookery school. It, I've always looked at it online and thought, well, that'd be nice to go. Yeah. To. It's, I mean, it sounds lovely. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Lovely. And sounds much better than throwing yourself into ice, which is something it, you like to do every day. I do like to do that. Yes, I do. Do you yeah. like a bit of danger? I like challenges. Yeah. You know, I think there's a, there's a big difference with danger and challenges. I like pushing myself as far as I can go and seeing if I'm capable. If I'm not capable of it and I, and I don't, the word acceptance comes back in. It's like, I've had a go. Because we all saw you do freeze the fear. Yeah. Which, for the uninitiated, looks like a horrific thing to do. Yeah. But we're yeah. both, as we discussed before we started doing this, we're both like to throw ourselves in ice. Exactly. Water on a regular basis. Exactly. Why do you do it? For me, it, what it does for me, it, it, it forces me. And it's not about putting your body through pain, not about putting your body through the, the actual physical connection with ice water, even though it does stimulate some neurological cells in your head. It just does give you this element of confidence. I don't know what it, how it does it, but Wim Hof knows all the scientific details about it. But for me, it forces me to relax. 
it puts me in a state where I have to breathe to combat the dramatic temperature change. It makes me slow down. It just takes you out of self. Exactly, yeah. Which I'm sensing is somewhere you still struggle to be a bit. Yeah. As the years have gone on, the, and the more I've performed, people always say to me, when you finish a show, you must be so on a high and you must be like partying and wanting to go out, wanting to do this and hang out and staying up till all hours in the morning. The older I've got and the more responsibilities in life that have come across my table, like my, my children and my relationships and my family, my brothers and sisters that I've acknowledged are still a huge part of my life. I've always known that my children are a huge <laughs> part of my life, but I'm able to very quickly disconnect from that performance world, my job in a way, and come straight back to reality with my feet on the ground and ready to have a cup of tea, you know, watch an episode of Dad's Army or whatever it is and go to bed, you know. <laughs> I love the idea that you sing to 15,000 people and go home, drink a cup of tea and, and watch, watch Dad's, Dad's Army. Army. It's not exactly rock and roll, <laughs> but I suppose we're all a bit older. There you we're go. all a bit older now. <laughs> now, we did have someone on last week who is renowned for their danger seeking, yes. who is Helen Skelton. Wow. And she has a little question for you here. For me? Which, oh, yeah, wow. a little okay. question for you here. <clears throat> this is Helen's question for you. Okay. Alfie Bo, hi, it's Helen Skelton here. <laughs> I know you were born in Blackpool and I love Blackpool. I want to know, if you had 24 hours in Blackpool, would you go on the Big Dipper constantly or would you go to Coral Island? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to those who don't know the difference between the two. Well, the Big Dipper is probably one of the oldest roller coasters in the world it's made of wood and i think it's powered by hamsters now coral island is somewhere that i think every local tries to avoid it's the it's the worst arcade in the world i'm never going to be allowed back in blackpool now but it's, they'll, they'll have you they'll back, have back. <laughs> they'll have you back i'd probably risk the roller coaster over Coral Island. <laughs> well, seeing as the two of you are both lunatics and you like to scare the hell out of yourself, we'll, maybe you can do it we'll together. We'll do it together, absolutely. Right, there you go, that's a date. You and Helen on, on the Big Dipper. That's the best question. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure, Mark. It's been thank really you. lovely to chat to you. And I hope that your journey of discovery continues on the trajectory that you want. Likewise, sir. And thank it's you. been really lovely to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Face the Music is out now. That's spooning over for another week, but we'll return before you know it with another guest to find out about the food they love and the food they think they hate. My thanks to Jamie Shears and the team here at Mount Street for the fantastic spoons. I think you enjoyed them, wouldn't <laughs> Absolutely. you? Absolutely. If you like what we're doing here at Spooning, please follow Spooning with Mark Wogan through all your social media channels. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. I'll see you next week, you beautiful people.